The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access Tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access Tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray and I are going to have some fun. It's the 80s all over again in 2020. We talk about WrestleMania 3, some of the great moments, the match between Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat, if it still holds up today. Plus, we have a trivia contest that you're definitely going to want to tune in for. And then we talk to the lead actress of one of my favorite 80s movies, Just One of the Guys. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Bully, uh, before we get into what I did last night, there is a theme to today's show do you know what the theme of today's show is i just tweeted about it did you so what start following you (laughs) so let's dance (laughs) we're gonna do a little 80s a little 80s stuff little 80s rock and roll little 80s movies little 80s this little 80s that we got phoebe cates coming on later no phoebe cates is not coming on but uh I guess you could say, like, maybe just a step below Phoebe Cates when you look at 80s fandom. Joyce Heiser is coming on. Somebody who popped huge to find out that Joyce Heiser was coming on the show today. Chris Jericho's like, I said, hey, the actress from Just One of the Guys is coming on Busted Open. He actually, in, in all bold print, Joyce Heiser with exclamation point. Wow. <laughs> she's over, huh? Yeah, she's over big time. We'll talk to her because this is what I'm thinking, Bully. And, you know, the nation's going to be a big part of today's show as well because we are going to talk some wrestling, though, I guess from a different uh, point of view. But, you know, May the 4th was a big Star Wars theme show. Why? Because, Bully, you're a big Star Wars fan. So, hey, we're going to talk some Star Wars. And I gave some of my opinions You took exception. Chris Jericho took exception. Cody Rhodes took exception to the point where he used his own personal views to ban me from AEW. Hat rack slut. (laughs) That's exactly what he called me. So I talked to Gabby, our producer, and I talked to our AP guns, and I said, you know what? How about May the 13th? We make it a LaGreca day. And I said, you know what? I'm going to celebrate one of my favorite movies celebrating its 35th anniversary. That's right. Just one of the guys that was released late April in 1985. I said, you know what? We're going to celebrate just one of the guys. So, you know, Gabby and Guns got Joyce Heiser, who is the lead actress in Just One of the Guys. And if anyone knows me and Bully, you have got to know me very well. 
my taste in movies are a little bit different than your taste in movies. It's not – so let's just say just one of the guys is not Victoria and Abdul. You know what I'm saying? Not by a long shot. No. Instead of taking place in a castle, it takes place, you know, like in a high school. Instead of instead of uh, women in gowns, it's you know, it's bare tits. Like it's 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 a little bit different than uh, your, your the bully ray, you know, flair. So uh, we're going to be talking about it with Joyce Heiser, and also since it, it is an '80s theme show, I thought maybe like a little trivia contest because people love trivia. Uh, we're going to have a trivia contest at 11 a.m. Hosted by, and you saw him host the pre-show for Money in the Bank on the WWE Network this past Sunday. Scott Stanford is gonna is going to host, and it's gonna be, I guess, some unnamed team against an other unnamed team. We haven't named our teams yet. I know that it's taking place in less than an hour, but we haven't named our team. But it's gonna be you and Tommy against myself and Beulah. Oh, wow! Baby. Wow! Tommy and Beulah. and Beulah. So wait, what we got to get the nation to do is they got to pick up their Twitter machines right now, and they got to name the teams. Like, what's the name of me and Tommy's team, and what's the name of Dave and Beulah's team? I'm sure the nation's going to come up with some interesting names for these two teams. All right, so. And oh, by the way, nothing, nothing says I'm an egomaniac more than you suggesting to Gabby and guns to have your own day on the show. You already get your own power. You already get your own power rankings, which thank God we haven't heard in eons. And now you go to them and go, hey, shouldn't we have a LaGreca day? Me, 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 me. No, if you were if you were if you were a street name, you'd be one way. (laughs) <laughs> well that's true in a lot of ways no bully that is not true because it is every, true no everybody everybody celebrates the 80s gabby celebrates the 80s gun celebrates the 80s you celebrate the 80s like the bus yeah but you didn't go to them and say let's have an 80s celebration day you said let's have a dave lagreca day I you just said it go back to no, the video you tape. your day may the 4th talking that's about not Star my Wars. day i can't talk about just one of the guys that's not my day. That's Neither, a Star this is not Wars my day. day. I'm just saying we're cel- today we're celebrating just one of the guys, one of the greatest 80 movies of all time that's celebrating 35 years of greatness, now available on Blu-ray. Maybe Joyce Heiser can hook me up with a copy. We'll see. Joyce Heiser, as, Je- as Jerry Stiller said in uh, Zoolander, one hell of a rack of lamb on that lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is she where, where does she rank in your like, you know, what? top? Because I know you have lists. You have you know, lists for everything, like favorite wrestler, favorite tag team, favorite match. This, like, you have list after list after list, and you got you write them down and you laminate them, and you like yes, you I have do. like you have like a, a shrine in your house to order the Lagreca lists. Where does Joyce Heiser rank on the Lagreca list of hot eighties movie hey. chicks? No, I, I think like I, I think I named the list "Hot Eighties Babes." I think that was the name of the list. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, she's up there. She's top five. Top. So she's that top. means she's five. No, because no, if, no, top, if it, she was four, you'd say top four. <laughs> so she's right. five. She's all right. She's, you know what? She's fair to Midland. No, no. 
No, first of all, top 10. If you're in the top 10, you're great. If you're in the top 10. I, all right. If you're going to be specific, she's top three. Wow. Top three. So, so who are your top three? Who's number one? Tony Katane. Number two, Phoebe Cates. Number three, Joyce? Nope. Who's number two? wrong, sir. Bobby Brown. Bobby Bully. Bobby Brown, Bobby Bully. Not up, you know, Bobby Brown from the Warren videos and the Great White videos. That's number two, Bobby Brown. Oh, I thought you meant Bobby Brown from... Uh... Just my prerogative? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be fine. Um, but, you know, since it it's is a bit of a... It's my prerogative. Yeah, sorry. You can do what you want to do. Listen, it's going to be a little 80s theme throughout the show because if you watched... Last night, Dark Side of the Ring, The Road Warriors, FS1 replayed WrestleMania 3. If you watch WWE backstage, they talked about WrestleMania 3, and they interviewed Ricky Steamboat. So, you know, even talking about what we saw last night, big 80s theme to this show throughout, beginning to end. And I want the Busted Open Nation to be a big part of it as well, because let's start with WrestleMania 3, Bully, because it was replayed on FS1. Like I said, WWE backstage talked about it. I was lucky enough to be a part of a WrestleMania 3 viewing party, which I thought was really awesome. And, uh, you know, WrestleMania 3, I think you would agree, you know, probably regarded as, if not one of the greatest, the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Yes, regarded as one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. WrestleMania 3 definitely has that aura to it. And late last night, I actually looked at the card again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, how does this card stack up today? I mean, obviously, when WrestleMania 3 went on, Vince was at that moment giving the people the absolute best show he could possibly give them. But if we look at it today, I'm wondering, like, especially your opinion, because, like, you're a geek for this stuff. How would that WrestleMania stack up today? Like, knowing those performers and how the rest of their careers played out after WrestleMania, would you put them back on the WrestleMania card? It's a great question. It's a a great um, question, Bully. I mean, I think the obvious ones, I think the obvious ones, right, Dave, we can agree on right off the bat are Hulk and Andre, Savage Steamboat, and Piper Adonis. Yes, those those to me are the top three matches from that night. There's no doubt. Or I should say that afternoon, uh, because it started in in the middle of the afternoon, WrestleMania three. Yes, I, I, I would I would say that you're absolutely right that those are the top three matches. And I've gone back and forth uh, when it comes to this, because I think a big reason why WrestleMania 3 is regarded as one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time is that you have arguably the greatest match in the history of WrestleMania with Steamboat and Savage. I don't agree with that. I don't think it's the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. But, Bully, probably most people would say that Steamboat Savage is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. So that's one thing. Number two you have arguably the greatest WrestleMania moment of all time when Hogan slammed Andre in the main event of WrestleMania 3. And then you saw something that you had never seen before, which is 93,000 fans watching WrestleMania 3. I think those three things is why people's judgment is kind of clouded when it comes to the third WrestleMania. 
You know, I've, I've always been fascinated by the, the Savage Steamboat conversation about that match because as fans, we were completely blown away by that match, and that's one of the greatest matches of all times. When you become a professional and you learn the behind-the-scenes things that went on putting that match together, you're kind of like, wow, I'm not quite sure if I feel the same way. I'd love to be able to have a discussion with other wrestlers on the show. Like maybe we could find, you know, two guys who appreciate the match and maybe two guys or gals that, you know, maybe some of the appreciation was taken away once they found out just how mm. planned the match was. Because when I when I found when I found out and there's a lot of different stories about how Savage and Steamboat was put together, but I think the common thread is that it was discussed at length for a while. Dave, yes, no? Yeah, it was uh, each each move almost was discussed at length for a while. A, a match that was dissected for what I understand is months. Maybe I got my story wrong. Maybe the veterans who have told me the story over the years were, were, were selling me on a bag of goods, but I don't think they were. So if, if I see a match like that that has been planned and choreographed for months, and then I see Taker Sean, which... I can almost guarantee it was discussed 24 hours in, and that's about it. Man, it's like, I, I give the nod to Taker Sean as the professional. The fan in me is still will always be wowed because as a kid seeing that, you're, just, you're completely blown away by it. Like yes. walking out, walking out of Nassau Coliseum. I mean, yeah, you were, I was floored by Hogan Andre, but walking out, I was like, the best match of the night was Savage Steamboat. Agreed. But then and you, you then you compare it to other great WrestleMania matches, and I'm like, wow, what could what could Taker and Sean have done if they talked for three months? Well, I I regard the Taker Sean match from WrestleMania 25 to be the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, and actually, I think their match at WrestleMania 26 may be the second best WrestleMania match of all time. Um, listen, through the years, you've heard stories. That doesn't take, and I can understand you as the professional bully kind of begin like, you know what, that takes a little bit away from me because you almost kind of thought of like, wow, they were able to do this on the fly. What they were able to create in the ring that night is magic. And then finding out that it was so pre-planned to each detail, it takes a little bit away. You know my feelings on this bully. I, that doesn't bother me as much. And you know what bothers me about that match? It's George the Animal Steel. The interference by George the Animal Steel kind of takes a little bit away. Hey, man, to me, it's still one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. I'm not taking anything away from that match. But the George the Animal Steel interference, to me, is the difference from it being the greatest WrestleMania match to being a top 10 WrestleMania match. So for you, George the Animal Steel was kind of like your Charlie Caruso of that match. Yeah, not, yes, yeah, I, I agree. It's still magic, it's still great, but why? Why did you need to have that piece in it? And I understand storyline-wise, but come on, Bully. You know, history, you really don't care about the story coming out of that match as much as the match itself and the magic they were able to perform in the ring that night. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm still... Uh, in awe of what they're able to pull off because it's so smooth and it's so perfect and it's 
it, it, it's practically flawless. But like I said, once you become a professional and you're kind of smartened up to what went on, I, fi- I found myself asking myself, I said myself, and myself answered, yes. Um, like, could other performers do the exact same thing? Like, I, I'm going to just pull two names out of the air right now. Ricochet and Will Osprey. If they had three months, what could they do? Don't you think they, they, get, they could give us something similar? I'm talking about athletically in the ring. I'm not talking about character-wise, because character-wise, it's hard to touch Savage and Steamboat. But from an athletic point of view, yes, Will Ospreay and Ricochet, could they pull that off? Yes, I think they could. Uh, Probably even more spectacular with the moveset that guys have these days. But you know what, though? You just said it, though, in the fact that even more than the athleticism and the magic that they did in the ring is you were so invested in the characters of Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage and, you know, all the other factors going in and the injury to Ricky Steamboat's throat and all that stuff that that brought an element that Ricochet and Will Ospreay could not bring right now. Um, But. Well, you're right. If they had three months to plan a match, could they do something even more spectacular athletic-wise? 100%. I I definitely agree with that. And that's why that match was so powerful. And you're right, Bully. Coming out of you, I saw it at William Patterson College. You saw it at at, uh, in Uniondale, Long Island at, at the Nassau Coliseum. Like, coming out of that, yes, you were talking about Hogan and Andre. I think that was the the big thing on everyone's mind because it was the main event. But then you started talking about Steamboat and Savage, especially the years following that. And for me, as an NWA loyalist, I was the biggest NWA fan there was. Coming out of that show, I was like, wow. Because you knew the WWF had the entertainment side covered with the celebrities and the -the over-the-top personalities and characters. The one thing that the NWA had over the WWF was the match quality in the ring. And when you saw Steamboat and Savage and what they were able to do, you're like, wow. They can do, when they want to, they can do the NWA. They can give you that Matt Classic. And up to that point, that was one of the greatest matches of all time. That was, you know, Steamboat and Flair, what they were able to perform. So that was kind of like the WWF saying that every aspect of pro wrestling and sports entertainment, we can do it and we could do it as well or better. But Steamboat Flair, who would go religiously 60 minutes every single night, was called on the fly. Yeah, you're right. And that is a that is a that is a talent to me that is I'm sorry, far superior because that is truly working by definition. That's the art of the work in the middle of the ring, going out there, not knowing a damn thing, just feeling the crowd and then being able to communicate with each other via just body movement, like, like, like two ballroom dancers just flowing. So like if, if, in just my opinion, Flair and Steamboat going out there for 60 minutes and calling everything on the fly is more impressive when it comes to the art of working. I'm not saying I was more impressed by any of Flair and Steamboat's match over Steamboat and, and Savage. But when it comes to what this business is all about, 
I, I got to give the nod to Flair and Steamboat. He's Rick Kamler. Come on, man. He's Antonio Daniels. Cam, you got to give me more. Together, they host Give and Go. You've lost six games in a row. You just had a terrible ending of regulation. I'm rolling the dice. A player's worst enemy is himself. Of course he's going to want to play because he's a competitor. You don't get to that level without competing. But just because you want to be on the floor at all times, that does not mean that's what's best for you at that time. Give and Go. Weekdays from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM NBA Radio. Sirius 207 XM 86. The legendary, the great. You saw him do a fantastic job with Peter Rosenberg on Sunday on the WWE Network with the Money in the Bank pre-show. It's the one and only Scott Stanford. Scott, how are you today? Ah, uh, Dave, just an honor to be here. And listen, for the next 15 or 20 minutes, I want you to refer to me not as Scott Stanford, but as your host, Schmuck Woolery. We'll go with that for this one. So let's roll it in. All right, our host, Schmuck Woolery. <laughs> What's up, Schmuck? Be... <laughs> He's coming back in two like and that. two. He's Schmuck, yeah, two Schmuck and Woolery. two. That's right. Okay, so <laughs> he is going to be asking the questions. Now, Bully, since you and I are always at odds when it comes to movies, music for the most part, we agree. But I think culturally, you and I are on other side of the fence. I love Police Academy. You love Victoria and Abdul. You like Masterpiece Theater. I like Spice. So I figured that you and I should be on opposite teams. Now you have Tommy Dreamer in your corner. That's right. Your friend, your cohort. You guys did amazing things in the history of pro wrestling. So you guys are a team. So I believe it's Porky's is the name of your team. That's right. Bully nice. and Tommy. Nice. And Tommy Dreamer joins us. Hi, Tommy. Good morning. How are you guys? We are awesome. Now, my tag team partner for this amazing contest, I had to find somebody that I could trust and somebody that I knew had more 80s knowledge than me. And I think I found the perfect partner. And that is Beulah. How are you this morning? Oh, my God. I dusted off my Aquanet, and I put on my hot pink lipstick. I am ready. Hell, yeah. Wow. Beulah, you know that you and I are going to kick the shit out of Tommy and Bully, correct? <laughs> oh, man. Hands down. Okay. Now, I'm just well, wondering. Well, wait. If- hold on. Before we go any further, Beulah, hopefully you don't botch this like you did the DDT <laughs> at One Night Stand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't say anything about that. Now, before uh, Schmuck Woolery starts with the questions, let me ask you, is this just for bragging rights or are we putting something on the line? That's what I'm looking for. I need to know what's at stake here today, everybody. Talk to me. Steak. <laughs> <laughs> How about just a steak dinner on the line? Winner, winner gets a steak dinner. You know what? It's supposed to be winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's right. <laughs> chicken so steak. Me and me and Dreamer will eat anything. All right, we'll think about that later. But you know what? <laughs> Let's bring in our host, Scott Stanford, also known for our purposes here, Schmuck Woolery. Schmuck, let's begin. All right, guys. So listen, I've, I did a lot of work last night on this because, you know, I didn't know which way we were going to go. So I've got four categories for you to choose from. Uh, we've got 1980s TV trivia. We've got 1980s music trivia. I got 1980s movie trivia. 
And of course, 1980s WWE wrestling trivia. Okay. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make an executive decision here. Uh, I'm going to give Dave and Beulah the first choice to pick the category. I'll give them the question. Please, uh, Bull, Tommy, no shouting out the answer, or you'll you'll be deducted a point. I hate to say it. I, I got to do it. If it's it's, it's bully. It's not bullet. It's, it's bully. Get it right, schmuck. You're on my show. I'm bully. not on yours. <laughs> um, right, if, so. it's my, if it was my choice, I'd say music for sure. All right. You know what? All I am right. going to go with my tag team partner, and I choose 80s music as well. All yes. right. Here we go, guys. First question. If you don't know the answer, I'll give you multiple choice. But first, we'll see if you know it. You ready? Here we go. Okay. The song Hazy Shade of Winter by the Bengals mm-hmm. was featured in which movie soundtrack? Less than zero. Damn it. Nicely done, yeah. Dave LaGrecki. You're one for one. Oh, Damn it. <laughs> Beulah, we're going to smoke these Nicely done, two. my friend. I, I don't even need them. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Bull, Bull E. e. And e. Tom E. Pick a category, my <laughs> friends. You got WWE, music, movies, TV. Bubba, I'm not good at music, uh, so anything else. Uh, is there food? Can we pick 80s food? <laughs> there is. <laughs> the answer is Twinkies. <laughs> All right, let's go with let's let's go with Tommy's wheelhouse. Let's go with 80s WWE. Ah, WWE trivia. Just had WrestleMania 3 on last night. All right, here we go, guys. You ready? Who did Randy Macho Man Savage beat in the finals of a 14-man tournament to win his first WWF heavyweight title? If you need multiple choice, I'll give it to you. If not, it's worth two points. Ted DiBiase. Nicely done, Tommy Dreamer in the house. Bravo, bravo. Bravo, Porky number one wow. with the answer. Wow, <laughs> unbelievable. I thought I was going to have to give you multiple choice on that one. So by my calculations, if I'm correct, we're tied at twos. Thank yes, we much. are. <laughs> All right, Dave. <laughs> All right, Beulah, you go ahead and pick a category now. God, can I pick the same category? I'm only good at music. <laughs> you, could, you could pick the same category. Then music, music it is. 80s music. All right, here we go. Question number two. Who joined Michael Jackson on vocals in the song Say, Say, Say? That would be Paul McCartney. Oh, Nicely done, Beulah. <clears throat> they got two softballs. <laughs> no, two softballs. That was hard. That was hard. Can I get a point because she did not say <laughs> Sir Paul McCartney? <laughs> Oh, come on. No, but it was <laughs> he Paul McCartney sure when he then. recorded the song. So it's, it definitely gets the two points. She also right. didn't say <laughs> it as a question. All right. Dave, what's the name of your team? Did we did we come up with names? What's the name of your team? Yeah, the name of our team uh, is Hot and Cold. Hot and Cold. And 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 these two good-looking fellas, what was the name of their team that we decided Porkies. Porkies. Porkies, okay. Hot and cold. <laughs> Tommy's porky number one, and I'm porky number two. <laughs> hey, pork. Uh, all right, fellas. E. Uh, pork E. Category. Not pork. Pork E. Pork e. Bub, let's go movies. <laughs> all right, 80s movies. We'll take 80s movies oh, for 80s a thousand, movies? schmuck. <laughs> I love that. Here we go. You ready? Which one of these movies was directed 
by Steven Spielberg. I'm going to give you multiple choice. Directed by Spielberg. Is it Poltergeist, Gremlins, Always, or The Goonies? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the first part. My uh, partner is so big, he's eating all my bandwidth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because Tommy said the word with. (laughs) Which one of these movies was directed by Steven Spielberg? Is it Poltergeist, Gremlins, Always, or The Goonies? Tommy, I think it's the first one. Yeah, I would go Poltergeist, Gremlins Always, or The Goonies. I would go Poltergeist. Is Poltergeist final answer, gentlemen? We agree? Sure. Bully, you locking in? Yeah, I don't want to commit to anything because if we're wrong, I want to be able to blame it on Porky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure, Poltergeist. Oh, gentlemen, it was the movie Always. Always. Ugh. Remember that with Richard Dreyfus and Holly Hunter? But now, come plane, on, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like teaming with Devon all over again. <laughs> all right, I believe uh, we have. The, the, <laughs> we're up to four to two now. That one uh, got Gabe, a big pop from Beulah. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think we, uh, Buell and I should keep it rolling. I think we'll go with 80s music again. Yes. Here we go. Who sang the 1982 hit, I Know What Boys Like? Oh, the waitresses. Nicely yep. done, Dave LaGreca. Six points for Team LaGreca. Man, I didn't even have to do multiple choice on that one either. You guys are good. No, there's no multiple choice with us, Scott. I mean, I'm sorry, Schmuck. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tommy, you pick. All right. I'm just going to stick with wrestling. Trivia. <clears throat> Tommy going wrestling. <clears throat> the wheelhouse. I don't even know how many questions I had to come up with last night, for God's sakes. Here we go. <laughs> What was the tag team of Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan called? Mega Powers. Nicely done, Tommy Dreamer. Nicely done. Piece of cake for these guys. We're looking at a 6-4. I'll give you this. Who were they wrestling when they split up, and where did it take place? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. I don't know nothing. I just worked (laughs) Big Boss Man and Akeem and Milwaukee and... The, where Elizabeth was in the back was where I usually eat catering. This is how I remember things. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, god! I, I popped when you got the answer. With Tommy, he gets mad if you don't get the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> I remember right, playing. Dave, I remember playing the, the the wrestling name game in the car with Tommy one time, and he lost, and he got shoot pissed off for like an entire weekend. <laughs> I have never lost. I bet. I've never, I've never heard him lose a game of that ever. He's lying. And now my daughters have now since gotten the heads up game on their phone and there's a wrestling thing on there and he forces us all to play and it gets angry when we don't know the answers. (laughs) Stupid family. How do you not know Shinsuke Nakamura? (laughs) All right. I think we're looking at a six to four ball game, Dave LaGreca. It's uh, well, no, actually it's Beulah's shot on this. Yes. It's Beulah's chance. Oof. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with music because I don't want to, I don't want to set us back. 
Listen, I only have 10 music questions, so don't go too hard on the music. I'm going to run out. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let him take a different category next time. <laughs> this is for you, Beulah. Simon, Nick, John, Andy, and Roger were the band members of what 1980s group? Oh, you know this, Beulah. This is so easy. Simon, oh, Nick, John, I don't know it. Roger. Whoa, uh, you're such a loser. Can I answer it, Scott? <laughs> no. No, you can't answer it. We get to steal. No, no we're my, a team. What? No, uh-uh. He's my tag team partner. I can tag him in. She can tag me and I'm holding on to the tag rope, for God's sake. <laughs> That's Listen, right. I got my hand tag- out. I'm tagging you in. Dave, the rule... The rules of the game, you can you can agree or disagree with her answer once she gives you one. Okay, well, but, okay. One. well then you gotta give five me the multiple choice Beulah, then. Five seconds. No, I don't want the I'll multiple, give multiple choice because we're the point. Look at how mad Rebecca <laughs> is getting right now. <laughs> Make a guess, just throw out a name. It's gonna be He's wrong. Getting I don't know, okay, man. Journey? Is it Journey? No, ah. it's not Journey. <laughs> it's not Journey. Dave, for the point? Duran Duran. Nicely done, my friend. Nicely done. Oh, <laughs> dang. Yes, that's right. Simon was the lead, right? Dave that, for God's sake. is so oh, mad God. right now. You learned that shit out of your baptism, <laughs> Brian Allen. <laughs> <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, and Duran Duran. Duran Duran. God, I thought this was going to be like, name that tune. All right, go ahead. Nah, it's too hard to do that from our homes. Uh, we got 80s yeah. movie trivia, WWE, music, TV, Bully, Tommy. What do you like? Let's try TV. What do you say, Tommy? Mix it up a bit. Sure. Ah, little TV. I'm going to throw you guys a softball. You ready? Mm. A Trans Am named Kit was the main car on what 80s oh. TV show? Oh, oh come on. <laughs> I know the answer. Do you, Bully? Yes, go ahead. You can say it. Knight Rider. Nicely done, gentlemen. Nicely done. I do you guys remember when? Do you guys remember when Dreamer thought it was a good idea to have ring gear and look like a '78 Trans Am? Wait a second. <laughs> hey, hey, schmuck. Why is what? it when? Why is it when it's it's uh, Beulah's turn? She, I, I can't tag in. These guys are teaming together, coming up with the answer. Be- There's no. You're, yeah. you're like an AEW referee. You're just letting chaos go on. <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh, hey, that was shit. I feel funny. like I gotta. I have to give you some type of handicap because you, you're you're too well versed on the music. I got to give you something to, to you know hold you back a little bit. All right, All right. Greca, I'm gonna change, Greca. You know what? I'm gonna change the category then. I'm gonna go, go with ahead, 80s, okay. I'm gonna go with eighties movies. All right. 80s movie trivia. Uh, Dave, I'm going to go right into your wheelhouse on this one. Great. Is it a movie with... It's got to be I'm a sure movie with bare boobs. If it's boobs. not a movie with bare boobs, I'll pass it off to Bueller. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Which Sex in the City star? Sex in the City star starred as both Karen Thompson... That's his Kim answer. Cattrell. No, he gave his answer. He already gave his answer. Well, I'll finish, and you can you can, and Miss Lynn Lassie Honeywell in Porky's, Kim Cattrall. He's still going, Kim Cattrall. Final answer, Kim Cattrall. 
That is the correct answer, my friend. Goddamn right it is. <laughs> wow. That was like speed lightning right there. Uh, hey, why did they call her Lassie? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> she liked uh, a certain kind of right, style, schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you have to attack me. Why do I have to play with boys? <laughs> All right, team All right Tommy, Borky, you're up. I'll go back to wrestling. Tommy going WWE trivia. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. You should be banned from doing wrestling. You're too good at it. You should shut your face or else I'll power drive you again. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that. Come on, schmuck. All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to be impressed with this one. <laughs> the powers of pain, the warlord and the barbarian were managed by whom? Baron Von Raschke and Mr. Fuji. I'm going to accept Mr. Fuji because that's all I had in there. But was it Baron Von Roschke, too? He, yes, nice he was their first manager, much. and then he left. First manager? We all know that. Yeah. Come on. The Baron. Iron Claw. Baron Claw. The Claw. I think Tommy's <laughs> Tommy's going to have to appear on WWE Brain Busters, which uh, could be coming soon to a network near you if I get Ooh, it through. <laughs> thanks for the invite, Schmuck. Oh, oh, oh. There was, there was a show pitched about a game show? Gee. G, no. G golly. Now, let me ask you, Scott, is this the last round? Is this the final round? We're getting kind of long. Listen, I've got as many I've got as many questions as you want. You want to do final round? What do you think, bully? Yeah, but there's got to be there's got to be a chance for us to either beat you or like you got to put we got to go all in. If you get it wrong, you guys lose. If we get it wrong, we lose. I mean, I mean, then that All right, but then we have the to be able to discuss game. it. No, and these have to be two I'll hard tell you questions. What we're do. I'll we'll tell you what Scott... we're gonna do. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Team Porky's one question right here. They get it. Team LaGreca will need another correct answer to win the ball game. You ready? Here we go. Okay. I like it. Best best selling rock album of the eighties. Best selling rock album of the eighties. You, you, okay, but wait, you have you have to define rock. Oh God. Okay, I think oh, I, got the, I got the. I got the. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, I I think I have the answer, Tommy. Oh, I didn't know that was our question. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna I go would... with. Uh, go ahead, Tommy. I'll, I'll I'll agree with you or not. No, no, no. You say what yours is. I, we're not allowed to talk about best selling. You guys can I, talk about this one. This is the, this is the final it. shot. Back in black. It is back in black. Bully Ray, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. LaGreca didn't know the answer to that one. Yes, I did. I knew no, the answer to that one. Yes. He did. He knows he the answer to most things. Yes, I do. Thank you. All right, here we go, Thanks, Dave. Ray, Yours, by the way. And You're on the Lula take, schmuck. Comes in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you call me schmuck more than my wife. This is unbelievable. <laughs> well, you're uh, the one that came up go. with the name, not me. Take no, my wife, no, please. I'm kidding. I love it. Here. I know. Dave Bueller, here you go. For Make the win. Hard. By Make one it hard. Patrick Swayze. Wait, wait and a Jennifer second. Scott, Scott, wait a second. To yes, make it go easier, ahead. Go Scott, ahead. I'm going to change. 
I have so much faith in my partner. I am going to let, I am, since I've been answering all the questions, Beulah is the only one that can answer this. I have so much faith. Oh my my God. Are you kidding me? I am not answering this question. (laughs) I am stepping out. Beulah, I love you. I know you can do this. I know how much, how much knowledge you have. And I know how bad you want to be bullying Tommy. So it's, the ball is in your court. All the pressure is on you. Go ahead. Oh my God. Okay. Go ahead. Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey starred in the 80s hit Dirty Dancing, where we got Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner for the win and all the marbles. What was Swayze's character's name in the movie? Oh, crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're going to lose. They're gonna oh, lose. my God. <laughs> Dave, Dave, do you know oh, the answer? Oh, God, I don't remember. Um, That's it. Game over. They tap. They lose. God. Ten seconds, Beulah. Ten seconds left. This is going to be the nine. Ten seconds of our life. Eight. <laughs> it seven. Is. This is awful. Shut up, Bubba. <laughs> Stop counting. Um, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't remember. Patrick Swayze's name. Gab, you want to tell us? No, wait a minute. Time out. Time out. If Gabby wants to answer, that's fine. But because Beulah does not know the answer, Dave LaGreca and Beulah lose the game. Team Porky's is declared the winner. And world heavyweight champion tag oh, team of 80s up, trivia on busted open. No, no. That is yes, absolutely yes, yes. correct. Team Porky's, you are the winner. Johnny, uh, tell them what they've won. <laughs> You've won Dinty more beef stew. I want rice and I'll just take my folders yeah. and leave. Well, that's Swayze's name in that movie. <laughs> okay, Gabby, go ahead. What was it? It's Johnny. Johnny, what? Gabby. Oh, oh my God. Well, I don't remember his last name. Such a basic oh, name. Johnny, Johnny. 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 Castle, guys. Johnny, Johnny Castle. Castle. Johnny Castle. Come on. Dave, did you know that? But, uh, no, hell no. I never seen the movie. <laughs> Team Porky's. Now, if you asked me Roadhouse, it would be different. But if we can, yeah. uh, Team Porky's for the big win. Big win. Porky's, congratulations. Beulah, thanks for being my partner today. <laughs> Sorry I let you down. That's okay. You didn't let me down. I let He's used to it. Down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tommy. See you later, Mama Son. One more WWE before you go. All right, Daddy Son. Nope. Let me hit Tommy with this one real quick. The skyscrapers managed by Teddy Long were made up of which two superstars? Oh, come on, um, now, kid. Me and Mark Calloway, uh, Dan Spivey, and then Sid Vicious. All right. Correct, Amundo. My friend. Not God, he's so good. Uh, and here's Undertaker's. The last hang on. Undertaker's finish was called the heat seeking missile. Boom, right there. Nice. From the top. Oh, so good. Heat seeking yeah, missile right there. You didn't know that, Scott Stanford, did you? <laughs> no, of course not. What are you, crazy? Uh, all right, you're going to blow me away. Here's the very last one. Which talk show host was sprayed with a fire extinguisher during a Piper's? Morton Downey Jr. At- oh, man, I can't get anything past you guys. This sucks. <laughs> well, look at the size of us. How are you going to get anything past us? <laughs> Beulah, thanks guys, for being my job. partner. Thanks for being Thank a contestant. Tommy. You are amazing, bully. You are good oh, too. Tommy, and once wow. again, <laughs> I lose. <laughs>
Great job. Great job, everybody. I'm so happy we won. I could run with this on social media for like a year. Bullshit. It's a tainted victory. Oh, my God. I'm so angry right now. I'm going to have to go to my house in Michigan because it's going to be unbearable here. He's going to torment you all day long. Hey, oh, my loser, God, I'm so angry with myself. But I, you know what? I was <laughs> not thinking of anything but music this whole time. How did Wait. the woman not know the name of the, the star of Dirty Dancing? I mean, that's, Johnny. that's what um, women do. Because I wasn't like a big, like, Dirty Dancing. Like fan. I didn't watch movies. I was you out see? in my black leather jacket with the freaking fringe on it listening to heavy metal. <laughs> and there and there you have it, LaGreca. And Beulah, you see how he just turned on you? He's trying to like be all nice and like, oh yeah, Beulah, I love you. You're such a great partner. But then when you turn your back, he sticks it to you because you're back. the one She's that right caused there. him it's to lose. Like it's not like she hung up. She's right there. You gotta admit, I got every freaking question right. I didn't even I, Scott wouldn't even be able to get the question. Did you know I had one. Did I you asked know the one. I asked for one question to be answered. One. And you Did let you me down. You Did let you me down. Hey, I answered say, say, say. So, hey, yeah, do, you go. Don't, don't you have a Google machine that you can look up the answer? I mean, he gave That's you three minutes. Yeah. Google machine. You type in dirty dancing. It's the first thing a that Google comes machine? up. Johnny, John, Johnny Calzone. That's the first thing that comes up. Unbelievable. I don't have, I don't have the Google right now. I'm on yeah. my phone. Uh, oh, that's great. Hey, Luke, oh, we'll go back in the guys. house. Beulah, thanks again. Thanks for, thank you. Yeah, thank right, you for no making way. this amazing moment. And more things to bully to make fun of me of. <laughs> All right. So bully, bully, All right. Dave, Dave Ozzie is thank you, Beulah. Back at, uh, back at Del Frisco's when you guys are back in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> you expect LaGreca to pay for Del Frisco's? Yeah. He's a sizzler guy. Have you have you seen my paycheck lately, Scott? Yeah, he's right. Denny's. If they're lucky, hey, Dave. Denny's. Dave. Yes. I was watching uh, World Class last night, and Iceman King Parsons defeated uh, Arman Hussein, and the announcer said, and the winner in two seconds, Iceman King Parsons. And I was like, how is that even possible? Was that Mark Lorenz that said that? Yeah, he also yeah. Uh, he had an off night. He introduced uh, the Fabulous Freebirds as Buddy Hayes, oh, and uh, it was it was a bad announcer night. That was not not a good night for Mark Lorenz, but it was a good day for our very own Scott Stanford. Scott, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That was fun. Have a good one, my man. Have All right, thanks, thank Schmuck. you, Scott. Take care. Thank you to Scott Stanford. Thank you to Beulah. Thank you to Tommy Dreamer. That was awesome. I lose again. Bully wins. Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barack Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. We've talked about this at nauseum on this show. For everyone that hasn't been or has been living, you know, in a cave and hasn't listened to the show for the last month, they know that I've been banned from AEW. 
Why? Because Cody Rhodes is a huge Star Wars fan. I wasn't a big particular fan of the entire series. So what does that guy do? He uses his own personal judgment and bans me from AEW. So Bully and Cody and Chris Jericho had their day on May the 4th where we celebrated Star Wars. I said, if they're going to have their day to celebrate one of their favorite movies, I am going to have my day, which is now crowned as May the 13th, which I am going to celebrate one of my favorite movies. And that happens to be the classic cinema that was released back in late April of 1985. And this movie is now celebrating its 35th anniversary. And to celebrate the 35th anniversary, they have a new Blu-ray of the movie. That movie happens to be just one of the guys. And the lead in that movie, the lead actress, Bully, my Princess Leia, to your Star Wars, the one and only Joyce Heiser. Joyce, how are you today? (laughs) Princess Leia, I'm great. I mean, yeah, I'm great. How are you? You know what? I am not great until this moment. Until you joined. I didn't believe. Let me tell you something, Joyce. We've had some big (laughs) names on this show. We've had Hall of Famers on this show. We have had Grammy Award winners, Marconi Award winners, Oscar winners on this show. But I will tell you this. This happens to be my personal favorite, greatest moment in the 11-year history of this show. I didn't believe it when Guns told me you were coming on, but now that you are finally on, I can now rest in peace. Joyce Heiser, thank you for joining Busted Open. Oh, my God. With that kind of an introduction, are you kidding? I mean, why did I wait so long? Well, you wanted to wait to the 35th anniversary, of course. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. I had to wait till I was 35 years old. Joyce, Dave absolutely adores you. He, he's been talking about you for two weeks. You should see him like now, right now. He's like a smitten little schoolboy. <laughs> I have seemed to have that effect on men. You had a hit the effect on him 30 years ago and yesterday. <laughs> he feels the same way about you. All I heard I about still, last night was, oh, I, Joyce is coming on. Joyce is coming on. Oh, Joyce, did you see the movie? You got to watch the movie. If you didn't see the movie, go look at her pictures. Oh, if you don't have her pictures, I'll send you her pictures. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that, that. That second part may or may not be true, but uh, it, it is great having you on. And listen, you know, first of all, coming on Busted Open, you probably are listening to... Uh, you know, guns, uh, you know, our, our AP saying, hey, do you want to come on Busted Open? You're probably thinking of the final scene in Just One of the Guys. But no, it is a pro wrestling show. So, you know, what did you, what were your first thoughts when you heard you were coming on a pro wrestling show? Well, I thought you wanted to talk to me because of my expertise in professional wrestling. What, what, what? What, what, You what? have expertise in pro wrestling? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But you know what though, Joyce? Really? This is a pro re- it is a pro wrestling show and when we tweeted out yesterday and by the way, you know, it's 2020, you should have a Twitter account so we could tag you in these tweets, but I digress. I you know, do. we tweeted y- you I do? do. Well, what's it called? And I retweeted you. I oh, retweeted you? you. All right, then maybe yes, I should I start did. looking at and the tweets. The reason The reason I actually even know that it's a pro wrestling channel is because I wrote, I guess they 
found out that I was an expert in MMA fighting. And then someone wrote, it's actually a pro wrestling channel. I was like, oh, okay. Wait a minute. You know what I find fascinating? LaGreca, you found yourself a way to bury yourself again. Yeah. You're, oh, no. you're busting oh, Joyce cho- Joyce's chops about not having a Twitter. And she says, yes, I do. And she even retweeted you, but you didn't see that. I guess I got how to start following dare, How dare you be so rude to a woman that you've been sweating for 35 years? 35 years sweating you, Joyce. I think I just blew my shot. Oh, but anyway, but anyway, the fact that my wife is in the next room hilarious. probably is, that's probably over anyway. So, yeah. so, so, yeah, so well, jo- two months in quarantine. You, you know what? Yeah, I hear you. You know, maybe give me a call in six months. Hey, so Joyce, let me, let me. I think my so Joyce, let me ask you seriously. Too. Yeah, I, I get, I hear you. So, so Joyce, let me yeah. ask you because you knowing it's a pro wrestling show, one of the things that I loved is that a lot of people from the tweet that we sent out yesterday, you know, were like, "Oh my!" You know, they were ex- really excited about you coming on. Some people were posting pictures that they took with you, I guess, at conventions and stuff. So, how does it feel for you oh, that wow. something that you did 35 years ago is still being talked about today? You know what? Honestly, it just it just blows my mind. It really blows my mind. I mean, 35 years ago, well, I guess really 36 years ago, I made, uh, you know, a little, a small, um, relatively, relatively low budget um, movie with nobody in it, no stars, no names, and the life that that this film, the legs that it's had for 35 years is absolutely astounding to me. Astounding. I mean, I knew we had a gem. I did. I just never really thought it would find its audience. We, they never really spent a lot of money on marketing us. Uh, We came out, we came, our, our film was released the same weekend as another movie called Perfect, I think that was the name of John Travolta. Oh, yeah, John Travolta, yeah, and, Olivia Newton-John. Yes, exactly. And it was, uh, and so, and they poured the studio poured every single solitary advertising dollar into that movie, and they just put us out there, and we murdered them. <laughs> it was just. <laughs> It was it was incredible, and the move the film I think has made like over ninety million dollars. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. And yeah, it's pretty, and it's you know we made it for about five million, so it's pretty it's pretty extraordinary. Now, and once now I jo- got out there, it, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just like once I really got out there and started, I I had. Uh, my my signing my convention agent is a guy named Scott Ray who was you know doggedly pursued me for years and trying to get me to do conventions and I didn't want to do it I didn't want to do it I didn't want to do it and then when I started my foundation I thought you know this is this could be actually a great way for me to raise money uh, for for the foundation so I finally said yes. And 
I have to say that it was really one of the best decisions I ever made to really get out there and start meeting people and listening to them tell stories about what this movie meant to them uh, was, you know, it was revelatory and it just, it was, it really made me love my fans and just really appreciate that, that the genre, the time, the eighties, the, the movies that were made back then. Um, so yeah, this is a, a long answer to your question, but yes, I'm, I'm, I'm just wildly impressed by the life this film has had. What, what scene more than any other did the fans want to talk about? Um, not the scene you're thinking of, Dave. What's, what what <laughs> scene see? am I thinking you of? See? <laughs> you see, <laughs> Joyce, his mind goes straight to the gutter. No. <laughs> see, well, Dave, know, not you know the scene <laughs> you're thinking about. You know what? You you told me, you said, hey, bully, if you're going to watch one scene, watch this scene. No, that's not true, Joyce. And shame on you, Joyce, by the way, because you really don't know me. You're judging me by the five-minute conversation we had. My favorite scene, my favorite scene is when you stand up to the journalism teacher at the beginning of the movie. So there. Really? Bullshit. No, no, it's really not. Yeah. But what 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 Come is the scene? <laughs> what is the scene that most yeah. fans want to talk about? Um, I I think the fan when I'm teaching when Billy is teaching me how to be a guy and how to walk. I, I most that that seems to be the the, the lines in that scene. Paul Balvich, you know that that's the scene I think that probably most fans like to talk about. Um, my favorite scene is, I don't know, it's really hard for me, actually. I, I, I love the drunk scene. I love the, the, when I come back and I'm a little, from the, from the, uh, the cave and I'm a little drunk <laughs> and I have to change really quickly. It's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. One thing that was yeah. quotable, and I don't know if people bring this up, but I remember going to see it in the theater, Bully, and me and all, all my friends, we, to this day, we don't call her Cindy, Cindy Lauper. We call her Cindy Lauper because the guy in Lauper. the movie said Cindy Lauper <laughs> instead of Cindy Lauper. So whenever we bring up Cindy Lauper, we bring up Cindy Lauper. I, you know, I'm... I whenever I meet someone named Kevin, it's impro- it's impossible for me not to like think of it, calling them Kavina. Dave <laughs> 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 uh, will be lost, and anyone who hasn't seen the film, but yes. <clears throat> Dave, have yeah. you ever gone to any of Joyce's appearances or autograph sessions, or got a picture taken with her, or anything like that? I have not. I'm not. I'm not big on the convention thing because I always feel like I'm imposing when I ask for a picture or an autograph. And and honestly, I didn't know she was doing the conventions because I would break my own rule knowing she was doing those conventions. <laughs> maybe if you followed her on Twitter, you'd know these things. Maybe you're right, bully. Maybe you're right. How how can you people follow you? Uh, I have a. Facebook page, um, Joyce Heiser Robinson. Oh, you got a MySpace? Um, pardon, say that again. Do you have MySpace? Did you just say MySpace? Yeah, he said, <laughs> I thought you he said, said MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> I was like, 
Yeah, no, I, <laughs> okay. I don't have a MySpace. <laughs> um, I have Instagram. Um, the same, it's the highs, H E D highs, H E I S J H R, um, and the same on Twitter. Okay, all right, cool. Now, really quick before I let you go, I'm we not, really like, appreciate. I'm not a social. I'm not a social media animal, so just I mean, I don't. I'm not posting constantly, but I, I, enough. Well, that's fine. I'm socially awkward. So anyway, so looking at uh, <laughs> the the one thing I want, obviously, you know, um, I wanted to talk about your foundation really quick. Tell our fans about the Harold Robinson Foundation and what you're doing for children, you know, diverse, going to camp. Please give uh, everyone a way to the, get in contact with you through the foundation and maybe making a contribution. Well, I appreciate that. Um, the Harold Robinson Foundation really has uh, focused, our main focus has been the transition from elementary school to middle school, uh, fifth grade to sixth grade, which is, a, you know, a very difficult transition for all children, no matter where they are in the socioeconomic ladder. But for kids in the communities that we're working on, it's especially difficult. And it's really kind of when they start getting jumped into gangs, if you can imagine, in, in the sixth grade. that So kids going into middle school for the sixth grade, in, into sixth grade, are getting jumped into gangs in their first couple weeks of school. And when we learned about this, we decided that we were going to focus our attention on these kids, and we were going to bring their whole class. So we're going to start, we start in elementary school in the fifth grade and we bring all the, the whole entire group from the whole class to camp. So as we call it like Switzerland and the kids get up there, they get together, they learn how to work together. Everything that we do, every activity we do is really a metaphor for the obstacles and the challenges that they're going to face in their life. And they learn how to come together um, how to be a family, and then we go back into the community and we do a six-week summer program, uh, a summer day camp in the community of Watts, and um, it's a it's an incredibly effective program. Um, the kids are are amazing. We work with their families. You know, it's it's we focus on social emotional learning. Um, where we've had to do a real pivot, as you can imagine, um, camp it, overnight camp is um, it's like an anti-social distancing, and it's you know really troubling for us because it, it's how children develop social skills is through school and their interactions with their peers. So um, we're doing a really quick pivot right now. We're about to launch um, uh, Camp Ubuntu, which is the name of our our camps. Ubuntu is a South African philosophy, which definitely, which translates basically to I am because we are. So we rise and fall as a community. And uh, so we're going to be Camp Ubuntu 2.0, and it'll be an interactive virtual program. Um, so it's kind of our COVID compliant emergency fund. We'll get, we're going to be doing a big fundraiser in June, I think we're launching on Father's Day. It'll be called Ubuntu in Motion, which is a pedal on the pier event. Pedal on the pier has been 
our big fundraiser every year where we have 100 spin bikes on the Santa Monica Pier and we raise over a million dollars. Hopefully we'll get close this year. And what's great about our, our fundraiser, this is your people all over the world will be able to participate. So you can go to my Facebook page. You can go to the Harold Robinson Foundation.org website. You can check out our, what we do. Um, and I will be posting on my Facebook, on my Instagram, and on my Twitter about the event, which is coming up pretty soon. Well, thank you so, so much. We really appreciate you. Can sorry, go. I, I, no, no, because we got because we got a break. No, actually, so actually, you interrupted me. What? Wait a well, I know, but we got a break. This is live radio. <laughs> Come on, Joyce. Oh, thank you. So- oh, what the? Okay. All right, guys. It was great talking to you. Yeah, Joyce. It was um, awesome Dave, talking I've- to you too. It was gr- it was fantastic. Thank you so much for the time. We really, truly appreciate. It. Thanks for making my day, Joyce. You know. It, it was so my pleasure. Wow. Thank, thank you, you so Joyce. Much. We appreciate you, and thank uh, you for telling us about your foundation. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.